Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Various Stages of Growth podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd-related, movies, TVs, toys, comics, gaming, we're going to touch on all of it. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Matt. I'm joined by Will. Will, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm ready to start touching things. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. Before, before we jump into any of that, as always, please follow us on Twitter, at VSG Podcast at VSG Podcast. Please follow us, reach out, talk to us. If you don't have Twitter, you can always email us at vsgrowthpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Please reach out. As always, like, subscribe, rate us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Get back to us. Let us know what you guys are thinking. We, we appreciate all the feedback we get, so please please reach out. Yeah, and as we clarified last week, we even appreciate it uh, when we get it from, you know, family, uh, no matter how brutal it is. So, uh so thank my wife for really hammering home, and I'm going to take some things to heart, she said today. So this is going to be a fun show, man. How how you been doing this week? I'm good, man. It's been a pretty good week. Uh, good. You know, Fourth l- of July of creeping up, right? Yeah, three day three day weekend is always fun, you know. It's good. Yeah, I'm a I'm a yeah I'm a I'm wondering, uh, you know, with the extra time, is it going to be a slow news week? Uh, you know, big news week. So uh, yeah, so sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, it's no, holiday yeah, I, weekend. I, 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 I think it might be a little bit slower, especially on like Marvel side, because they got Thor coming out this week. So I'm sure they don't want to put Thor out there and then take away attention from that by like announcing the Fantastic Four cast or something, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I'm, it's curious. I know. Um, what day does Thor release now? Uh, that is Thursday. This Thursday? Yes, this Thursday. I have I my tickets. I will be going at 3 p.m. I gotta get to. I'm off, so I gotta see. The missus isn't working and, and go. If not, I'll just sneak out and go myself. I hope she's not listening to this episode. Um, <laughs> still, uh, I don't think she's caught the Mondo He-Man episode because I'm still allowed to sleep in the bedroom and I haven't. Yeah, you, you got to steer her away from that one. Oh, yeah, I might just delete that part. Just edit that whole part out. Um, but every yeah, time you mention the price, we'll put like a little drop over it, just like a little whistle or something. <laughs> right. Tell her I want it in some kind of contest. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm good too. Uh, like, like I said, I, I I thought Thor was next week, so the fact that it's, it's this week's cool, man. It's creeping up. I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm slacking. You know, we'll get into it, but I'm slacking with my Marvel content. I'm still behind on Miss Marvel. Each week, it's like, oh, I'm gonna binge this week, but then uh, it's I'm gonna blame my wife again, like I blamed her for the boys. I'm sure it's gonna go over well, but um, yeah, she just keeps saying, oh, I want to binge it. I want to binge it. So we've been we've been delaying. Uh, you know, getting into that, you know, and like I said, I've got, I've got some time off the next week or so. So I'm going to try to play catch up, man. I think I'm going to sneak the, uh, the Joker in this week. We've had that discussion. So oh, I will, finally, yeah, man, I got a lot to watch. I got to get caught up on the boys. I got to watch the Joker. Um, yeah. So, uh, just play catch up this week, man. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you. Like there's there's so much like TV to digest that that I have to watch, and it's just at some point you just can't keep up with it, right? Like we had Stranger Things, I was able to watch that. This week, Miss Marvel, I haven't watched yet. This week's The Boys, I haven't watched yet. I'm halfway through on Umbrella Academy. I stopped that to watch uh, Stranger Things. So you know, I'm I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, and you bring up a good point. Um, and this is something that I've really thought about. Um. You know, not that I think about a lot of things, but I've been thinking about this. When I can remember getting into this stuff, just, you know, pop culture stuff in general and really kind of, you know, digging in and, and uh, you know, finding what I loved or what I wanted to get into. I remember as a kid, 
you know, not only consuming, you know, the toys, the media, whatever, but repeatedly consuming the media, you know, repeatedly watching Star Wars, how many times or Indiana Jones or God, I mean, I used to sit there and watch the Rocky movies on repeat or how many times I've seen that, you know, the original Jaws or, you know, E.T. or things like that when, when, when it's all come out. And, and I remember, dude, watching this stuff. Oh, I can't remember. I wore out. And I'll, I'll age myself here, but I wore out my Empire Strikes Back VHS tape. Like, I wore that out. Before wait, wait, VHS? That, What's that? Right. Well, I was going to say Betamax, but I didn't want to, you know, people to drive off the road if they're listening while they're driving. But yeah, and I wore it out. And I guess where I'm going with this is the content, you know, and I'm just talking about content we had access to, um, you know, at the ready, like anything on, on uh, you know, VHS or, you know, later on DVD or, or anything because there was no streaming. But <clears throat> did that, you know, increase, did that make us fans going and watching the same thing over and over and being over with and, and being content with it? Because I feel like today there's so much content out there that I don't find myself going back and rewatching it a lot of things, even if I enjoy it. Um, I don't find myself seeing movies multiple times in the theater. It's a, it's the exception. Like I think, you know, I saw Spider-Man twice in the theater, but I hadn't done that in such a long, I think the last time I had done that and seen a movie twice in the theater, it may have been rise of Skywalker and not necessarily because it was something that I had to see in the theater, but I had tickets to go see it in 40 X and I, I wanted to uh, mm-hmm. take that opportunity but, um, you know, it really makes me wonder today. You can become a fan of stuff, and uh, but you kind of have to have like a singular thing uh, to be focused on because there's so much content out there that, um, yeah, man, you don't really have time to rewatch stuff like I think we did. I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I, I wonder no. now how those people are going to make those attachments, uh, you know, that we were able to make, I guess, growing up. I, I completely agree with you, and you, you know, you brought up Star Wars, which I've said multiple times is my number one favorite franchise of all time, and it was the same thing growing up. It was like, all right, you know, how many times can I watch Empire Strikes Back? How many times can I watch Return of the Jedi? Nowadays, it, it's always, I, I feel we live in a society where we're kind of just moving to the next thing. Like, it's like, okay, cool, uh, you know, Ms. Marvel's great, now get me to Thor, and okay, you know, Thor was great, get me to She-Hulk, and She-Hulk is great, get me to Black Panther. You know, we're always looking forward to the next thing. It's like you said, even movies. The, the last movie I saw multiple times in the theater, I can't even remember. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know in a couple weeks or, or a month or two, it's going to be on a streaming service. So if I right. want to watch it, I can just, you know, pop on Netflix or I can pop on Disney Plus or whatever it is or Amazon and, and just watch the movie over. Right. Which is which is great, you know. But is, is, it, like, is it a gift and a curse because you're not going to be – I guess what I'm getting at in a very uneloquent way because very roundabout but are people going to have connections to some of this modern content like we did years down the road um is it something that they you know we talk about the age of binge watching there was a big discussion this week online about what netflix did uh holding the last two episodes of stranger things uh, season four uh, to kind of break up and get that discussion brewing and that cliffhanger that old school way of, of watching um but with binge watching, you're done with something so quick, does it make a lasting impression on you? Even with comics, man, I take this and I think about comic books. When I was a kid, you know, I, I had what I could afford in my comics. You know, I had my pull list, 
I had the comics, you know, I remember when I started off, I was, you know, I, I got that, you know, Batman, Detective Comics, um, you know, uh, X-Men at the time, God, you were collecting like four or five or six different titles, um, yep. you know, but you, you had what you could afford. I used to be hardcore into the G.I. Joe Marvel run and, the, and Transformers through Marvel. And I remember reading those books over and over again, looking at the art, looking at the characters, looking at the stories that, that they contain. And nowadays, man, we have access to so many comics through the digital apps, which is fantastic from a continuity perspective. If you're a fan, you could do deep dives. Uh, you could walk through things and, and things of that nature. But I, I very rarely find myself going back and rereading things, you know, unless it's like Watchmen or Long Halloween or, you know, stuff that, that really, you know, I talked about, um, you know, All-Star Superman and Superman for all seasons. There's some stuff I'll go back and reread. But even with the comics and the characters I used to love because that's what I had, having them so ready and at my fingertips, does that take away from the experience and connection? And I, I, I don't mean short term. For obvious that the what Marvel's got going on and all that stuff is very popular, but long term for now, is it going to be embedded? Um, you know, certain characters, certain stories, certain. Um, uh, we talked about the different comic writers and and and, and illustrators. Are they going to have a people going to have a special attachment because it's fast and furious and it's so much in your face and there's so much content to keep up with? Can you make those really strong attachments? Yeah, it's weird because, you know, especially going to like the media side where, you know, movies and TV, I think you're going to start to see people not necessarily gravitate towards an individual thing, but as the content as a whole, right? I think you're going to get a lot of people who sit down and go, you know what, I'm a Marvel fan. They may not necessarily have one specific project that they like, or they may have a few favorite characters, but it's going to be the, the package of Marvel as a whole. I think that's kind of where we're going to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious that, that with especially with the MCU, the the love people have for those movies and you know, and anything when you see those films or <clears throat> any other properties and you make different attachments at different times of your life or different people or events, that's kind of how you tie those memories together. I just uh, it's it's weird. I I just wonder, you know, with the I love the fact we talked about we're getting all this Star Wars content. Um, but am I going to have attachment to it um, like I did the original movies um, because it's just so much coming at me? Um, and, I, you know, I've, I, I'll be honest. I've gone back and rewatched a couple episodes of Mandalorian. Um, you know, I must have watched the season two finale 15 times when, when, when Luke yeah, shows up. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, as far as binge watching straight through again, will I? Maybe. Um, you know, I could see myself doing that. Have I watched the episodes of Obi-Wan multiple times? Some of them I have. Um, you know, I've watched them, you know, once or twice. But it's very rare that I do that anymore. Um, I think the last time I watched something, you know, binged it on like Netflix or something was uh, – the Masters of the Universe Revelation. I went back and I rewatched season one two or three times. And um, I, I've only watched the second season maybe sec two times, but I just don't find myself with the time because as you said before, there's so much out there, you're missing it. Case in point, I'm behind on the boys. I haven't seen Joker. I'm behind on Ms. Marvel. I've still never seen the Eternals. You know, it, and it's <laughs> which is a whole other I'm discussion. In my opinion, you're not missing too much. You know, that's what I've heard, so I'm not in a rush. But um you know, it's it's funny. It's it's a pressurized, crazy decision every night because the time is so limited. What do we watch now? What do we get into now? Um, 
and you know there is that event television we're going to talk a little bit later about stranger things part two we talked about obi-wan miss marvel's on now um but there's stuff i really really dig man that i just can't find the time to watch let alone watch over again yeah, it's like you're saying, you got to kind of pick and choose where you're going to binge, where you're not going to binge. Like like I said, I'm, I'm currently watching Umbrella Academy. I, I think I'm maybe halfway through the season, and I've kind of just taken a pause on it, so clearly that's not that important. But then, like, in September, I will carve out a day to watch Cobra Kai all in one day, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll happen. That'll, yeah, no, I, I hear that. That'll be something. There are, and that's the thing, man. There's some priority stuff that pops up. Stranger Things was that. I made sure we watched that you yeah, know, right absolutely. when it came out um, for, for us. The, um, and the thing that I'm curious on, and we can, we can definitely go into the news, but I'm just thinking about is I've been a big collector now of a lot of, um, you know, um, media, um, physical media, because I worry about these streaming services changing and going. So the stuff I really love, the classic cartoons, the classic movies, the classic films that, you know, I got to get, but even finding time to go back and watch that stuff, you know, unless I can convince my son to be in on it. I can't find time. And there's stuff I have that I'd love to sit and binge and do a Godzilla marathon or go back and watch a couple episodes of, of G.I. Joe and, and do some things. It's just to find the time. You know, I've got all this media. It, it's just finding the time to go through it again. It's uh, it's a weird time to be a fan, I think, because there's so much out there and it's, it's great. But the downside is if you can't make decisions, like we've talked about with some of these pre-orders and collectibles, you could really get overwhelmed with this stuff. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up like you know older cartoons and stuff. Like like I every, once every couple of weeks I sit down and I'm like, you know what? I want to go back and I want to watch the X Men animated series. Yep. You know, I haven't I haven't watched it fully through since I was a kid, and it, it's the same thing. It's just like, when am I going to have the time to sit down and watch five seasons of a show? <laughs> you know, and, it's, and it just doesn't go. work. <laughs> right. I think if it's short enough, you pull it off. It's funny you mentioned that because I've started going back and watching that with my son a little bit. He got into it, so I got fortunate to get through all of season one, which is fairly short. We're in the middle of season two right now, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we can we can get through it before they, you know, release their their next uh, episodes. But you bring up a good point, man. It's it's going through some of this stuff, finding the time, and uh, just like music, man, it's people's musical ch- tastes change and stop after a certain time period. I kind of want to know, like, when is my time going to stop <clears throat> and just say, "Hey, man, I'm done. No more new stuff. I'm, I'm stopping here. I'm going to enjoy what I enjoy it and and not keep moving forward." uh you know from that nostalgia point of view uh i don't know man it's 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 great that we have access to all this content but man it is overwhelming that, that's what sometimes. i was gonna say it's, it sounds like we're complaining but it, it's a great problem to have that there's so many good television shows and movies i want to watch that i don't have time for it all <laughs> yeah yeah and it, once again these are first world problems but it is something that, that you think about you know how do you make those choices of, of what to put your time into your energy even with gaming you know same deal but uh these are the uh, choices that we are fortunate to have and make and promise. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He's being attacked again, ladies and gentlemen. That, that was not He-Man this time, but it was Beast-Man. And uh-oh. we'll get to that in a second. But holy Lord. Now, Skeletor's tipped over, so I'm wondering if he had something to do with it. But yeah, no, I almost got assaulted by Beast-Man. Did not... There's a mutiny amongst the toys. They're trying to overthrow I, sw- you. <laughs> I, I wasn't even shaking. It, it just That's the second time Beast-Man has come down. I will say that much. When I came in this morning, he's on it. So it's like full-on Toy Story right now where they're coming to life at night. And, you know, he had a moment. But I, I mean, let, let's take it to a deeper cut. Do you have the cupboard from Indian in the cupboard and you put your toys in there? Oh, no, but I need to get that. <laughs> 
And he's like, no, I wasn't shopping for that, but I spent, oh, dude, I, it was after last week's show. I went down a rabbit hole. We'll get to the news. We will get to it. But I, I went down a rabbit hole looking for a lightsaber box to put my uh, Galaxy's Edge lightsaber hilt in. Like I was looking at all the displays, but now I wanted like a wooden box, and there are some great ones on Etsy. So I'm I'm going off the deep, but I, I th- that's gonna happen. I need a lightsaber box. Yeah, and a, a nice custom like laser yeah. engraved wood box. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, they were fantastic. All right, I'm gonna let I, you get started while I go clean up Beastman, and I'll be right back. So. Yeah. Uh, so so. Yeah. We're, we're gonna start to transition to the news. You know, you you brought up that that attachment to, you know, older characters and growing up with them and stuff. And I, I think that's a great place to start with our first story because we got our first look at Namor um, from Black Panther 2. We got two multiple looks. Um, I'm going to throw it over to the guy who is currently wearing a Namor t-shirt. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I, I mean, let, let him gather his thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. I, you know, I, it's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to spend too much time on it because then I will get, I will become a hypocrite because I will. Freaking, hold on one second. I'm putting the toy down so it doesn't injure me. <laughs> I, I don't want to become a hypocrite and criticize something before I've even seen it in the context of the movie. So what we're talking about is the Neymar shots from the Black Panther. Uh, two Wakanda forever. Some stuff got leaked. I think it was off some merchandise. There's a picture of Namor, um, the um, without his kind of uh, I would say ceremonial tribal headdress because he's got the other one on where he's got the feathers and everything. There are some things that I probably will work within the context of the movie. Not probably they will, so they wouldn't be made that way. It's just. I know, man. I can't get over that nose piercing. I'm <laughs> look, stuck look, on they, it. They, I can't not look at it. I can't not they, look at it. First of all, I'm sorry. You go. I, I, you bring me in because I, I don't no, want to spend 30 minutes on this. So, so it's it's like you said, right? Like if you look at these designs, and you look at the first Black Panther movie, he fits in perfectly design wise. Is it the Namor that we know and love? No, it's not. It's a very different take. But I think in the context of the movie, like you brought up, I think he fits in real well. I, and and yes, he is missing the widow's peak. <laughs> he's missing the widow's peak, which so, is a and, huge, huge yes, design of I'm the character. Sorry. If I just blew out your speakers, folks, I'm sorry, but he is missing the widow's peak. And so, there's just certain things about Namor, and we'll get into a little bit later too. But that that I feel need to be there, um, that are not going to distract or take away. But I do think, um, you know, are, are part of the character. Uh, it does look like his winged heels are are there, but I'm telling you, man, I, we, we'll get we'll get back into it. Because I, I got some things to say, I, I'll go for a while. I mean, mm, I'm, I'm debating to do a Namor podcast. That that would be great. You think <laughs> just Namor specifically. Just Namor. If you don't, if you think we don't have an audience now, wait till I unleash my Namor podcast and all two of us listen to it together man but yeah it's a very specific market yeah folks out there yeah yeah i'm targeting you if you are a namor fan give me some feedback i'll bring it man we'll go issue by issue we'll go issue by issue we will start in the 30s and work our way up all right so so let's move off of namor for now like you said we'll get back we'll get back to it later get maybe a little bit more deep dive into it stanley Um, said he was an important character i'm sorry i'll cut back (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so so we're gonna keep it in marvel and uh you know dr strange and the multiverse of madness came out on disney plus and there's been a lot of you know interviews and you know behind the scenes kind of stuff and one of them that stood out was sam raimi being interviewed talking about spoilers if you haven't seen the movie spoilers if you haven't seen the movie john krasinski as reed richards mr fantastic and he brought up a kind of an interesting thing saying that kevin feige made it happen because of all the fans so we've talked about this kind of in our review do we think he was just fan service like it's it's just the one-off here you go you guys got what you wanted or do we think there's any future plans with this character the way it kind of came out i don't think there's any future plans I think it was just fan service. And I had said previously in our, our Doctor Strange, if that's the case, I'm going to be upset. So I, my, my problem with it is, is is what we had kind of talked a little bit about line, offline. You've got other actors portraying characters. They portrayed in other Marvel media, correct? You know? Um, yeah. So you've had two iterations <laughs> of the Fantastic Four. You've had, excuse me, you've had three. If you want to go back to yeah <laughs> if you want to go back and grab the guy who was in the boy that could fly to be reed richards i'd rather prefer that but bring someone in that has played the character already to stay in the continuity of what you're doing with the other characters with the, the captain carter and um uh, captain marvel uh, professor x and black bull all those portrayed by actors that had ties to the MCU or something, you know, in one form or the other, except for, of course, um, well, we thought the immortal uh, were in, um, excuse me, we thought, <clears throat> we know Professor X was part of the, you know, the X-Men universe, not necessarily the MCU, and, and, you know, and we knew the Inhumans at the time, we were told was part of the MCU, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and now that's been kind of debated, but we'll see. Regardless of, uh, irregardless of what that, all that is i've got a problem if you brought him in for fan service because if you bring him in for a one and done i do feel it's like a sort of a, you know i think this the internet can be relentless and i think if you open yourself up to recast the part once again with someone else that actor is going to be constantly compared to john krasinski right or wrong going forward and that's why i think it just becomes an unnecessary distraction fan service rather than something that works but that's my feelings on it and you know i'm not i'm not i'm not happy with that i'm not i'm gonna say you know make it happen if you can't then i think it was a mistake you know am i not going to see fantastic four but no i will but i think it's a mistake because of the because of what you did with the other characters they all had a role to play and they've been there before you know playing you know in that sandbox uh, so to bring it in, it becomes a distraction to me, um, especially on, um, we were just talking about rewatching media. When I rewatch that movie, if it's a one and done, that's going to be, that's going to really, it took me out of the movie to begin with. Now it's really yeah. going to take me out of the movie, you know? Yeah. And you brought it up. It's going to create an unfair disadvantage for the, for whoever is the new actor that plays Mr. Fantastic, because you know, the problem with fan service it, it's for the fans. The fans are going to love it, but then they're going to turn around and whoever is the new Mr. Fantastic, whether it's great casting or bad casting, is going to get, you know, is going to hear it online, you know, and get ripped apart. And like you said, unfairly compared to John Krasinski. Yeah. So that was that was kind of my concern when it happened. And that's kind of my concern right now. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, where I'm at. We'll see. You know, um, we're still eagerly awaiting the, the Fantastic Four announcement. 
maybe it comes at San Diego in a couple what? weeks. Maybe it's D23 in a couple months. So, so fill me in on this because we talked about this too, and I have not followed up. What was the story with the Howard Stern, Doctor Doom situation? <laughs> talking about Fantastic Four. Rumors. Okay, so so this this is an interesting story, and we and we had talked about this offline, and it was Howard Stern basically just on a hot mic. I, like I, I think they were going to commercial break or whatever, because you kind of hear music playing in the background, and somebody in the studio is asking him what he's doing this summer. I think it was, and he said on the on the mic, "Oh, I'm doing Marvel. I'm doing Doctor Doom." Right. Didn't really give any context to it. Also said he called Robert Downey Jr. for advice, which makes sense if you're going to be in a Marvel project. Why not call the godfather of the Marvel Universe? I don't know what capacity this is. Look, I highly doubt he's playing Doctor Doom. That would right. be the greatest casting of all time. But, right. <laughs> but right. yeah, maybe he has a cameo in this show. Right. A cameo, smaller role. You know what was interesting? And, and for what, I have not seen a follow-up. So if there was a follow-up, definitely you know let us know. I'll, we'll look into it. But do you hear the last thing he says before he gets cut off? Yeah. What did he say? He said, um, I think he, he calls, uh, uh, he may call to Gary or somebody else in the background, but he basically says, do you have John, uh, do you have the number for John? And then the thing cuts off. So, huh. Huh. <laughs> yeah, right. So based upon <laughs> our previous conversation, I'm like, huh. he's like, do you have John's number? And then it cuts off. Because it was right after he said, go when you get a chance, go back and listen. It was after he made the Robert Downey Jr. um, uh, acting comment, you know, for acting tips. He mentioned about a number, looking for John, and then it gets cut off. So I thought, yes. we don't even know if this is officially happening. <laughs> like, that's right. the crazy part. That's like, a, like, right. and look, there, there's been there's been the rumors for Doctor, a Doctor Doom show in the works, yeah. and if he's currently if he's shooting this summer. That to me means it probably comes out next year, which seems extremely quick. <laughs> like, right. So, like to me, that means Marvel has kind of just kept this under wraps completely. And you know, if he's calling John, is it Krasinski? You know, I, I don't know what to think anymore with right. the Fantastic Four. Everything is so weird with it. <laughs> that, there you go. So that you hit you hit on it, man. Everything is our surrounding is just so weird with it that it, it just it it. I understand we're all you know. <clears throat> trust what they've been doing in the MCU, but I'm telling you what, it's like it's cursed or something. Every time this circles around, you got directors dropping out, you got people cast, not cast, you've got announcements coming, no announcements coming. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm starting to really become concerned again, and they haven't even announced anything yet. But this is just another thing. Just keep adding it on. Maybe we're looking for it. Maybe it's the conspiracy theory uh, ideas of the internet. But once again, man, Fantastic Four is right in the middle of it. Characters from the Fantastic Four are right in the middle of it. And and it's funny, right? Kevin Feige said you're gonna get a you're gonna get a clearer picture at the layout of the next phase very soon. And I actually went back and I watched the last time Marvel had a panel at San Diego Comic Con, and I think it was I believe it was 2019 um, because then COVID hit and everything got shut down. And he ended that panel, and remember, this is 2019, saying, oh, you know, they showed the whole slate of all the movies coming out, all the TV shows, and then he ended it with saying, we didn't even have time to talk about the Fantastic Four, and we didn't have time to talk about the mutants. That's that's three years ago at this point. You should have an update on at least one of them. Hey, I mean, during COVID, you didn't have time to talk about them? We were all locked down doing nothing. You couldn't figure (laughs) something out then? I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. It's weird since they've got, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, 
but I'm sorry, you can't tell me that you've had your phases so locked in that you couldn't make exceptions once you got rights back to the X-Men and Fantastic Four to get that on the fast track. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, I think we're still a ways off from the mutants. I don't think we see anything from them until after 2025, probably, or maybe yeah. the earliest 2025. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so look, there's one more kind of marvel story and it involves sony and you know anytime these sony stories pop up you just kind of you kind of wonder what's going on in that studio <laughs> you know compared to some other ones yeah and this one regards craven the hunter the movie coming out starring aaron taylor johnson um and look these are all rumors potential spoilers if you're if you're looking forward to the craven movie and don't want anything spoiled back out for the next couple minutes but we got rumors that aaron taylor johnson isn't even playing craven the hunter he's playing his son and that Russell Crowe is actually playing Craven the Hunter. I don't know what's going on with this movie. It, it seems like another mess from Sony, kind of just looking to change the narrative of a villain that doesn't really work by himself. <laughs> no. Now, is Russell Crowe playing Craven the Hunter, or is he playing Zeus playing Craven the Hunter, or is there an alternate version? I, I heard you... he's actually playing Zor-El uh, and the, playing Craven the Hunter. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, Russell. I'm sorry, but, you know, you got your DC, you're coming out as Zeus in, in Thor, and now, you, you know, you've been on the commercials, so I'm not spoiling anything if you saw the commercial, and now you're, you're, you're allegedly playing Craven. Like, it's just... I, I don't know, man. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to put a damn ban on any Sony Marvel stuff, unless it, we start talking about Spider-Verse, everything else we're going to start banning on this show, because it just gets my blood pressure up and gets me just, I want to bang my head against the wall, except for El Muerto. I'm all about that. Sorry, of course, man, e eagerly yeah. awaiting El Muerto. Oh, but, but, but for me, for me, it's just, it, how many of these movies starring villains can you make where you kind of make them an anti-hero? Stop doing it, because it doesn't make sense, especially if at some point you ever want to tie these to Spider-Man. <laughs> right. Right, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I don't think they have people in place know what they're doing. I, I just don't because it just doesn't make any sense. Um, if you're if you're going to align it, if you're going to do your own thing, it's fine. But even then, Craven's such a great villain. I don't want to see him as an antihero. You know, Venom in the comics. Um, you know, he did even early on had that little you know, here lethal defender and you know antihero yeah. vibe. Um, not, not Craven was a villain, a, a through yeah, and through Craven villain. has never been a good guy. <laughs> no. So what are you doing? Morbius is. Never mind. I'm not gonna see. We're gonna ban it. We're gonna ban it because I'm gonna go off the deep end. Yeah, I, I've kind of, I kind of stopped watching these Sony movies. I, you know, I caught the last hour of uh, Let There Be Carnage on TV. It was okay. Morbius, I haven't watched. Don't know if I ever will, but. Uh, we'll, I don't really have much faith in Sony anymore. <laughs> you know, Disney just needs to sue Sony and, and for watering down the brand and, and, and sue for damages. And maybe they'll be, that <laughs> way they'll get back the characters. Because it's getting ridiculous now with some of these things they're doing. And then they get yeah, the, I mean, the audacity to attach a Marvel name in front of it. And it's it's really, it's garbage. It's garbage. Yeah. I, I mean, they even re-released Morbius, thinking that it was, I guess they thought highly of the movie, thinking that it was going to make a lot of money that weekend, and apparently it didn't. It made 40 grand, so. <laughs> let's talk about something Sony's doing right. Yeah, let, let, let's <laughs> let's shift over to a different property, yeah. uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters yes. Afterlife was the, the sequel to the originals, and now that movie is getting a sequel, which releases December of next year, which is pretty big for two reasons, because... 
one, I'm surprised it's that quick. And then two, to put it in the December spot against, you know, what is probably going to have a ton of big releases, to me means Sony has full faith in this movie, loves the script, and they think it has potential to be a big blockbuster. Yeah, now I know I was just dumping on Sony, but that was from the Marvel Sony. I loved Afterlife. Um, it was one of my favorite movies that I, ha- I got a chance to see. So I'm really looking forward to this. <clears throat> I would love for the Ghostbusters brand in general to make a comeback. We talked a couple weeks ago about the Netflix show coming, the animated show. Uh, get this movie out there rolling. Uh, it looks like they're bringing back the cast from Afterlife. They're going to put it in New York. So if you stayed around for the Easter egg um, at the end of Afterlife, it looks like they're going to kind of keep that that idea going, which which excites me. So, uh, yeah, now this this is good news. So I'm not anti-Sony. It's just I'm anti-Sony Marvel right now. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's a fast track to get that started pretty quick, which means they've got to have pretty much the script locked in and they've got to have pretty much everyone's schedules locked in because they're going to have to start filming, you know, ASAP. Well, well I think uh, Jason Reitman, I think he talked about how he was – kind of pre-planning the second movie while directing the first one so so he has a clear vision for where he wants this to go and, and i'm happy sony's backing it because like you said i love ghostbusters i have pretty much my entire life and i'd love to see this become a big ip again yes yep i agree all right so let's shift over we had mentioned comic-con a little bit earlier with marvel but warner brothers announced that they will be at san diego comic-con what do we think they show on the dc side I would assume you're going to get a heavy dose of Black Adam. Yeah. I think you probably get something Shazam. And then I think they stay very far away from the Flash movie. I don't think they show anything. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe they'll show a poster or something like that I, if, they ha- if they have to put something out there. I could see some kind of teaser, you know, uh, footage for Aquaman or something. I know they've been filming for a while, um, so they'll have something there. Shazam, definitely. I could see a Shazam trailer. I could see if they've got anything going on there. Um, um, they're, record- they're, they're filming Batgirl right now, correct? Yeah, it's currently filming. Uh, yes, they may have something there to show you. Pictures. Yeah, they may be able to show something there just like a, you know, uh, get some folks excited. Um, you know, they're, they're also filming Blue Beetle too, so they might be able to show. Yeah, which that. I'm actually excited about. I actually am. I know we were given garbage about. DC and their other characters, but I I think that's gonna I like the, the kid that's uh, in Cobra Kai that's gonna be playing uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah. So I like him. Um, I did, like. The did you see the Did Beetle, you see the so. leaked pictures of the suit? Yeah, it looked spot on. It looked great. Oh, it looked just out of the comic, which is another. Neymar, take notes. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but um, we'll get to that later. No, I I, I loved it. Um, the 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 costume looks spot on. Um, Maybe that I know wasn't there working, and I know uh, I think uh, Paul Dini was not involved. But there, there's a new Batman animated show coming out. Um, it's yes. not a continuation; it's a it's a new show, but it's got a lot of the people. I think J.J. Abrams was involved. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe that. Maybe if they have an announcement about their, you know, they were going to do a, a spinoff show for uh, from the Batman. Maybe they get you know some news about that or where that's at. So yeah, I just think right now, especially with what happens over the next few weeks, they're going to have to stay away from uh, flash because Ezra Miller right now. um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on. The situation is not getting any better. No, Um, 
you know, and they, they did themselves a help by pushing the movie back. I think it's summer of next year. So that buys you some time to kind of let things cool down, maybe get some goodwill going with Black Adam and Aquaman Shazam and then you kind of start to ramp up the marketing. But for right now, I think they stay far away from it. I don't think you hear a word about it. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Yeah, so we also got another uh, movie release date, and that's another MonsterVerse movie, Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm assuming this is part two. I'm assuming. And that's coming in 2024. Yeah, 2024, I think March. I'm assuming it's got to be continuation. I know there is an Apple TV show in development with the MonsterVerse. Um, I don't know if that's going to come out before this, if it's going to run concurrent or build, you know, some of the smaller monsters and, and um, kaiju that show up in the Godzilla universe. But uh, I enjoyed, um, I'll tell you what, I enjoyed the first Godzilla a lot. I, I enjoyed Skull Island. The third Godzilla I really, really liked. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong was not bad for what it was. Um, the action scenes and the fighting scenes were great. It was a little kind of over the place with some stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but like I said, for, it's a monster movie. So it's, you know, I'm not looking for, you know, you know, to be whatever, but I think some of it, they tightened it up a little bit would have been a stronger movie, but I'm all in love the MonsterVerse, big Godzilla fan, big Kong fan. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. I'm glad that's coming and I'm glad that Apple TV shows coming as well. Yeah, I, I kind of fell off of it, right? I, I saw the first Godzilla. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, Kong Skull Island, same thing. I enjoyed it. And then I watched the, the second Godzilla, and yeah. I wasn't a big fan. And then it, I just never went back. <laughs> like, I, I still haven't seen Godzilla versus Kong. I know it's on a streaming service. Maybe one day, you know, if we ever have time, like we talked about, maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. I mean, it moves pretty quick. It's just kind of, you know... Uh it's one of those movies where you're watching and you get annoyed the human characters are involved you just want the monsters going at it the whole time uh but the 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 fight scenes in that movie um pretty 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 cool pretty awesome uh some of the mythology kind of gets laid out so yeah man they're they're trying to build this out i'm all about it i'm all about them trying to build stuff out obviously you know we know marvel does it the best you know, Star Wars has hits and misses, and we're not going to touch upon DC right now. But yeah, let 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 them build out the MonsterVerse. Uh, um, you know, I'm all in if they if they keep that going. Yeah, definitely. Um, so so we have one last thing on movies and TV, and it was obviously the biggest one this week. Yeah, Stranger Things season four part two. Uh, we've both got a chance to watch it. What are your thoughts on those final two episodes? So I'll try to stay away from hardcore spoilers um, because it just did come out. But I um, I loved it. Um, excited for season five. Um, I felt like they gave you enough closure to the story and the arc that they were given this season. Um, it definitely has a Empire Strikes Back type vibe, the way it yeah, ends. Absolutely. Um, so you know they're setting it up for the big, you know, final season redemption for for a lot of characters. And but because um, you know there definitely is some. Um, closure and some things but there's a lot of stuff left wide open and there's a lot of characters kind of put in places where they haven't been before so yet at the same point i don't feel like it was just left off as a cliffhanger and you were like are you kidding me i felt it told a complete story i felt you had enough mythology um from from pretty much the series explained from you know i'm actually going to go back uh and, and do a rewatch um from the beginning prior to season five, I'm going to start going through it because I feel like now there's stuff I missed 
um, that they kind of laid out. And, you know, we could talk about it's retcon and stuff. I've heard the Duffer brothers talk about some stuff and they did have a lot of it laid out according to what they said in the interviews. But yeah, man, I am, um, I'm very satisfied with what we got in season four and looking forward to season five. Your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Season four, it's easily been my favorite since season one. I might even like it a little bit more than season one. And like you said, that they managed to shine a new light on things that happened and kind of make you look at it and go, oh, okay, now that makes sense. Or, oh, this was this. And like you said, I don't want to get into too much spoilers because I want to give people time to watch it. You know, maybe we'll talk about it next week or the week after, after it's been out for a while. But like you said, it was a complete season. It's the end is very satisfying, especially for me. I like where a lot of the characters wind up. There's a few little nitpicky things that I wasn't a huge fan of, but overall, I thought they did a great job and season five can't get here fast enough. Yeah, I'm there. We got some time to wait. I think, um, you know, it's a risk doing what they did. Um, My my biggest gripes that I have are with some of the pacing, the way they decided to split it up, not necessarily holding episodes, but I feel like you could have, you could have recut this up to more episodes, say, you know, keep what you have, but cut it up a little differently and, and put it into two full parts. Um, you know, not, there were a lot of times where I thought thought it was a false, you know, start with the ending coming up, and it wasn't. It kept going, um, and I, it was challenging as a bigger risk trying to split up all the characters like they did for the season, as long as they did. Um, but it definitely looks like you know that that some of that stuff. We'll see what, how they release it. Is it going to be a little more traditional, um, all at once, or broken up into two parts? And I'm not opposed to the two parts. I may have just would have liked it if they would have. Instead of how many episodes did they have? Eight? Is yeah, I believe it was eight. Yeah, I mean, you could have taken that and made it, you know, 12, you know, 10, and split it up a little bit differently and spread out part five episodes, five episodes. I probably would have been a little bit, you know, the pacing would have been a little bit slower for the beginning, um, and the second half would have been bonkers. But, um, yeah, that was my only really kind of big nitpick with it. And I was into it. Like, I was, I was, I didn't find it slow at all but i know that was some some people's criticisms i just found kind of the awkwardness of the pacing i think it was because they were trying to tell three distinct stories um and intertwine and i think sometimes it really worked and then sometimes it kind of took you out of the the suspense and things like that so that was my biggest gripe of the season i would have liked to maybe if it was kind of edited a little bit differently but uh, as far as the story and the characters and the performances i, I top notch yeah, and, and doing the doing the multiple planes of action and the different storylines and trying to weave them all together, uh, there's always going to be that one or t- that one storyline that you, you just don't really care as much about, and I, that's kind of where I find my find found myself. Excuse me. Um, it was like you know you're you're into one storyline and then all of a sudden like as, as soon as something big's going to happen, they cut back to the one where you're like ah, I don't really care what's going on on this side. Like just get me back to the other one. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of where I was. I will say this towards the towards the end, the pizza truck kind of won me over a little bit more. I was a little over <laughs> that for a while, uh, but it did kind of, uh, you know, it kind of it, it got a little more tolerable. I'm same thing with you, man. It pulled out and instead of kind of creating more suspense. I think it distracted from certain points, but that was really my only gripe with the season. I'm looking forward to the full rewatch now, knowing what, what they do share uh, and what they do kind of lay out. Um, a lot of the questions that have been proposed or people have discussed or thought about in previous seasons they kind of put forward so i'm i'm excited to kind of do my rewatch now 
Yeah, like you said, it seems, that, like I said, they shine a lot of light on things that have happened in the past, and I think a rewatch is going to be really cool after watching this season and then gearing up for season five. Absolutely. All right, so that's it on the movie and TV news. Let's jump into a little bit of toy news. We had a decent amount this week, starting with the Marvel Legends Black Panther helmet getting announced. Um, you know, they've done these before. They did the Spider-Man. I think they did an Iron Man. They've done a ton of them with uh, Star Wars, like different helmets. What do you think about the Black Panther one? Looked cool. Will not be getting it, but looked very cool. Yeah, it was the same boat here. I don't need it. It looks awesome though. It lights up. It's, you know, it's kind of got that like purple light to it. It looks cool. Just not anything I need to buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's switch over to Star Wars. There was a couple Black Series figures releases this week, uh, continuing off of Obi Wan. You got a new Obi Wan in his uh, Jabim costume, which is a little bit more traditional jedi kind of looking yeah and then you got that. the you got the black series target exclusive tika jawa tika figure. baby finally <laughs> the tika. one everybody's been wanting oh so glad i have another jawa figure yeah at least this one has a specific name and it's not Absolutely. just jawa no, it's tika. I'm, I'm digging tika i like tika 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 had personality you know ripping off obi-wan and trying to sell back his stuff so i'm a big tika guy yeah, some people I, I, like the fet man i'm all in on tika yeah, you know what? At the rate Disney is going, we may get a Tika spinoff series. Give me a Tika <laughs> spinoff series. I would sign up tomorrow. More Tika. Just, just, the, just the daily life of a Jawa trying to rip people off. <laughs> right. All Tika all the time. Tika just messing with everybody, screwing up everything on tattooing. I'd be all in. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just a sleazy salesman. <laughs> oh, my God. you imagine that? And he just gets home, and his wife's nagging at him. His kids are giving him stuff and he's just like you know what the, the stress of his job every day of ripping people off and selling their stuff back to them is a lot and, and you know he's just an underappreciated you know he's like the al bundy of jawas i'd be all in to watch the tika <laughs> show uh, i would be all over that man i mean right there that that would be gold just do it shorts i'd, I'd love it uh, kind of like they did for uh for groot right you get the yeah. I Am groot original short uh you give me one of those on tika just a day right, in the tika, life <laughs> you know You've got him related to all those Jawas that the Mandalorian takes out in the one episode, so he's kind of lone wolf Tika. Just yeah, oh, I want I want to know what makes Tika tick. So definitely, let's let's more of that, please. Clearly, we're asking the important burning questions of Star Wars. Oh yeah, man, that's where I'm at, man. You got a you got a Disney Plus show? Give me Tika. But look, I, like, let's get back on track. I bought both of these figures. Uh, we've talked about it before where we're both kind of trying to complete the wave and there's only a few left. It, it all runs down to Walmart if we can get those couple exclusives. Yeah. I, folks, tune into the episode that takes place after July 21st, which is the Walmart Collector Con. And uh, that's going to be an interesting episode one way or the other. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, that, that's that's going to make or break a lot of things for this this whole line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one one more thing in Star Wars Black Series news, I pre-ordered the Boba Fett droids Target exclusive Black Series figure, the one of him and kind of like the the light baby blue. I don't even remember when I pre-ordered this, and it got pushed back again. We had talked about this last week with all the pre-orders and things getting delayed. Now this figure comes out in October. I mean, you're talking about almost a year worth of delays at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just waiting on another pandemic so they'll have time to make more. So you may you may never see that figure. Yeah, at this point, it's easier for me just to go to a Target and hope I can find it in store because I've seen people posting pictures that they've hit store. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Good luck, my friend. I didn't even get yeah. a chance to get one, so but good luck. It, it, it's it's just frustrating, you know, when you pre-order a toy and you expect it to come in on a date. And I, I get, you know, things happen in supply chain, but 
this figure has been pushed back, I think, at least three or four times at this point. Yeah. No, it has. And it's, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I've seen stuff online, too. People finding it in stores, and then the pre-orders still have not been filled. So I, I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, let, let's move on to stuff that hopefully we can buy. <laughs> um, the the Loyal Subjects uh, released pictures of their San Diego Comic-Con Ninja Turtles figures. I know you're a big Turtles fan. Did you get a chance to look at these? I did not. I saw this on the list. I'm actually going to check them out now. But I um, I, I balked at it because there's so many waves of Turtle stuff right now. Um, and I've yeah, gone pretty much – Oh, and I've gone all in on the Super 7. So I can't – there are some NECA figures that are out of this world, but I just can't – I can't justify it, man. I'm a turtle fan, but I don't need you know 20 different versions of of, of you know Leonardo and Donatello. Um, or I just uh, so I have not seen the newest wave yet. Um, who who was it? Well, so they so they announced two sets. One is a uh, a, a pack of all four turtles, kind of in this like midnight navy kind of color, kind of like from the comic books. Okay. Uh, calling it the the fresh from the shadows pack, so you get all four turtles, and then there's two villains, uh, turtle shadow villains. It's kind of them in a black and white kind of gray monotone costume. I think it's variants of figures that may already exist. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It looks like it. Um, yeah, because they already put out a lot of the characters in the first two waves. Yeah, so I just threw these on there because San Diego's coming up. You know, we, we love exclusives. We hate exclusives at the same time. Yeah. Um, for me, the, these are these are a pass. I don't need these. I'm not actively collecting turtles, so more money in my pocket. Right. I will say this. If you want to collect turtles on a budget, they are the way to go um, because everyone else is really expensive or just a, a pain to track down. Uh, I've seen a couple of them in the stores. Yeah, all right, for what they're charging, it's just uh, – Man, there are so many turtle stuff coming that that you've got to pick and choose. Yeah, we can keep it right there with the turtles. NECA revealed three more figures this week. Uh, did you get a chance to see those? I did. Looked phenomenal, but once again, I just you know, no, it was a Casey Jones. It was the um, who else was it? It was the uh, Utrom. Yes, yes. And then what was? And the, then the the, uh, the Shredder Van Helsing kind of mashup. Got it, got it, yeah. Well, fantastic. I just can't. The, the only one I went for um, was the uh, Usagi Ujimbo, which is supposed to be shipping fairly soon. Uh, but that's just yeah, my Yeah, that was a good figure. I grabbed that one because um, that's just one of my favorite characters. But, I, you know, I have a handful of the other ones, and I, I just probably might have to move them just because I don't have the room. And I, I can't collect, you know, only so many. Um, yeah, so, it's like yeah. you said. you got to pick and choose. And at, at almost $40 a figure – you really got to kind of whittle it down and pick what you want. <laughs> right. And, and like I said, Super 7's charging, you know, more than that. But it's almost at the pace that they release it and the, the waves are so small, I could maybe make some of it work. It's just with NECA, they're fantastic. But they are too – I mean, it is – if you are a completionist, even if you just want to pick a line, whether it's the comics, the Archie comics, the movies, the cartoon, it, they just are coming fast and furious with these figures. Yeah, it's it's too much to keep up with. Um, we also got our first look at the starting lineup figures, uh, yes. which I know is something we had mentioned way early in the show. It might have been our, one of our first couple of weeks that they were bringing starting lineup back. You and I are both big sports guys. What do you think about these? I don't know. I um, I'm gonna see who's gonna buy them. 
I'm curious. I, I, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have my interest yet. They don't. Now, uh, it's probably because my NBA team uh, is terrible. But, uh, you know, what, I, what I, team I'm going to see what like. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Knicks. Um, let's, let's go Knicks, ladies yeah, and let's gentlemen. Go Knicks. Goodness. <laughs> I, we just lost what, you know, anyone else that was still listening. But, yeah, man, I'm going to see what they come out. But I don't know. I don't know who the audience is for this. We, we kind of talked about this before. I don't know where the, those are coming from or who, who's, who's looking to pick those up. Uh, yeah, and it's weird. You go back, you look at starting lineup figures. They were more statues, kind of like you put them on a shelf, you displayed them. Right. This kind of seems to be going the action figure route, where it's going to be fully posable. So uh, maybe they're going to release like play sets and stuff. Do you buy a basketball court? You set up your guys. I, I like you said. I don't know who this is for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll find out, man. They're coming soon. Yeah, let's get let's get to the big one this week for toy news, and that was the GI Joe Haslab, mm-hmm. the Cobra Hiss Tank. I, I've never seen anything do numbers like this for a HasLab this fast. It's fantastic. It's already at almost 13,000 backers. Yep. Tiers 1 and 2 have already been unlocked. Tiers 3 has been announced. And there's still 45 days left for this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> I'm looking 43 days, 11 hours left. And they are already through the first tiers. And they're getting close to the uh, third tier, which they announced today. Um, I, I was in day one. I was in, you know first 30 minutes uh you know i collect classified that is one of my lines i'm trying to be a completionist on so i had to have it they even made a comment on the live stream that the driver figure is going to have its own number and the tactician figure will and they're all going to be numbered so if you're a completionist to have this figure this is the only way to obtain it for now so uh Dude, it looks unbelievable. I only got one, but uh, it, it, it's unbelievable. It looks great. I mean, compared to other HasLabs, this is on the cheap end. You might as well buy two. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. And, and, and the thing is, because you know, even with all those people that picked it up, the, the some of these classified figures, that because of what they are in the aftermarket, the ones that are any kind of limited edition or something, that this is going to be you know double to triple within a couple months after it, it gets released next year. I think it's next fall 2023. Yeah, it says fall 2023 is yeah. when it's estimated to ship. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. We'll, we'll track this week to week because, like I said, we got 43-plus days left. Um, we'll definitely t- you know keep up with the next couple of weeks and see what number they finally hit and what keeps coming. Yeah, I mean, look, it looks great. I'm not actively collecting G.I. Joe Classified. I kind of fell out of the line, especially with the whole you know Target debacle, not being able to get anything. But, man, even even I'm tempted to buy one of these and uh, – I'm happy I still have 40-plus days to decide. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, the photography to take them this thing, they got the lights, they got the – it projects a Cobra signal. It's got the guys coming out of the back. It's 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 pretty solid. And if you look at kind of what NECA, Super 7 are charging for some of the vehicles that are coming with some of their ultimate figures, this is this is a steal price-wise, um, you know, because those are astronomical in price. Um, yeah, and uh, one of them we were going to talk about next was the Thunder Tank. Yeah, I know that man. you know i know that was up for pre-order a while ago and i that got pushed back it is funny man so back in the day huge thundercats fan still a huge thundercats fan but you know i, I had the toys watched the cartoon with and you know the thunder tank was it man you know panthro ripping around in the thunder tank it was it the thing is forever you always wanted that thunder tank that fit everybody because in the show mm-hmm. they all fit in it you had them riding using the, the the turret in the back you had a couple up front so when this thing got announced uh, last year, or even it was a year and a half now, I think the renders came out. But anyway, phenomenal. Um, and word came out this week. It has been pushed. It was supposed to be released uh, by the end of this month. And then uh, emails went out 
uh, from Big Bad Toy Store. Um, I didn't see anything on the Super 7 site, but their now estimated uh, date is now November 1st uh, of this month, which means it probably won't show up to the end, the start of the next year. Um, yeah, most likely. You know, um, so I know Super 7's been doing a good job updating on the website pre-order status. Um, it's still not, you know, ready. They, they said it's getting closer, but until it's ready to ship, it's pushed back. But I can't wait for that thing. I, I mean, I can't. Like, that is going to be a centerpiece. Um, I, I just, you know, I can't wait for it, but it's just been delayed now several times, and now we got to wait till uh, November uh, of this year um, at the earliest. Yeah, it, it, it's like you said, that is, it's such a good piece. Uh, He-Man, I, I like He-Man, uh, you know, I like the Thundercats and all that stuff. This one... I was wasn't for me. I passed, but but I just like bringing up these big expensive vehicles. I'd love to see Hasbro, especially for their Haslabs, kind of take note for Star Wars. Yeah, you know because you had the Rancor debacle. You're sitting on the Reva Saber, which I don't think there's any chance it gets backed. Just make more big vehicles. That's all anybody wants. Make a Millennium Falcon. Make a Death Star. Make a Star Destroyer. Things like this. Make a make a quality Black Series X-wing. Like that. Those were the things we want. <laughs> yeah, I, I. You know, it's funny. Like, what would what could they make? What could you know? I could see them making. What is the name of um, Leia's shuttle? Is it the Tanative Four or something? Like yeah, that? yeah. They, they haven't made a full size that right. Like, I could see that being a Haslab. Yeah, and that would be cool, and I think you'd have a good chance to get backed, you yeah. know, but we talked about it. The, the lightsaber is a niche market to begin with, especially off a character that is brand new, Right. and then the Rancor was a mess because people were upset with all the tiers that were unlocked, and you didn't get a figure, you got a cardboard backing, like, it just, it just wasn't well planned. Well, they, you know, a couple things with the Rancor, number one, you hit on it, they didn't plan the tiers right, and then their response when people were talking about adding the Keeper figure kind of just not really being into it that that rub fans the wrong way plus the fact that i'm telling you if that figure was still open when it showed up in mando uh they it would have been backed because people would have hopped in and go oh, i'm gonna put it with the mandalorian yeah, absolutely. Now. you know if you put a, a saddle or something you could put the mandalorian sitting on top of the rancor so that was another thing because i remember once that episode came on um uh, when 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 uh Boba Fett's, you know, saves the Mandalorian ride in the Rancor. So if they would have just waited a little bit longer to, till the last episode of Boba Fett, um, they would have absolutely probably won over their numbers because, you know, you had the Rancor in its full glory rescuing the Mandalorian, Boba Fett sitting on top of it. Um, if they would have just waited till that it showed up in, in, in Book of Boba Fett, they may have gone over the, the finish line. But once again, that's brand synergy. Apparently they weren't talking to each other. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's kind of a bad look for Hasbro, too. You're going to have back-to-back HasLab, you know, projects for your, arguably, one of your biggest uh, licensings that you own, and neither are going to get made. Yeah, so if, by the way, if you're going to come out monster. with another one, yeah. if you're going to come out with another one sometime this year, you got to make sure it's something that's going to hit. Yeah, I, I, I wonder uh, where they go from here. Um, I know they've done the sail barge. I know they've done the... Um, the Razor Crest. The, the Razor the Crest. One. Have they done any Black Series vehicles yet? No. Nothing. Nothing Black Series, and I, th- I think that might be the way to go. Yeah, I get a Black Series X-wing or a Black Series Tie Fighter. Go, go basic, go classic, and see what happens. Well, for for Force Awakens, they released a Tie Fighter, 
for the Black Series line. I remember, yeah. It it was in a giant box. I actually was able to buy one on clearance somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, and I remember, and I think that's what scared them off from doing it is because it went to clearance. But if you go, dude, if you put a snow speeder and one of the tiers was like like a DAC figure, yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, and it came with, you know, re-released the, the pilot Luke Scott. I'm sorry, that would go, yeah. And just have the light, have it light. Because the old one used to light up and make noises and stuff. Mm-hmm. Have it go full on like that. Um, you know, have it on display where it's kind of hovering off ground. Do one of those, like, uh, gravity type displays they do. The, the You know, I'm telling you, man. that Just, it's a slam dunk. It's easy. Yeah, it, it, all they need to do is just make vehicles. No more lightsabers. The creatures... I... Outside of the Rancor, I, I can't even think of another one that you would even try to make. Mm-hmm. So, so just just stick with the vehicles. Like I said, give me an X-Wing for a Black Series figure. Give me a, a, a very detailed Millennium Falcon for the Vintage line. Uh, any of these are slam dunks. Yeah, man. I, I, the uh, Black Series, and even the Snowspeeder showed up in Obi-Wan. So, I mean, you could just, yeah. you know, you can you can interchange it. But, man, you get a, a, torpedo, a, a harpoon gun that shoots and then kind of is on a, you know, can come back. I mean, come on. It's a slam dunk. Yeah, we'll see what they do going forward, but that, that's it for toys. Now we're going to move on to comics and books, a little bit of news there, starting with uh, Shadow of the Sith, which is a Star Wars book, which by all accounts is supposed to fill in some of the gaps and questions that everybody has from Rise of Skywalker. As somebody who doesn't really like that movie, I'm curious to read this and see if I go back, if I do like it a little bit more, so I, I want to check this book out. Yeah, I started reading it a um, couple chapters in. It does, it takes place before Force Awakens, before the sequel trilogy starts, but it does allude to a lot of the mission that Lando refers to in Rise of Skywalker with him and Luke looking for um, the um, way to Exegol and looking for the Wayfinder. So that's kind of the crux of it. It, it fleshes out the character of Ochi from Bastoon, um, which, oh my God, there's a YouTube video, uh, Ochi of Bastoon, the Ochi cut. It's a, it's, if you want waste two minutes of your life, watch the Ochi cut. Anyway, um, <laughs> did they make an Ochi black figure? I need Ochi. I'm like on an Ochi kick now. No, anyway. they, they, have, they haven't released anything with him besides just him. You know, I mean, he originated in the Vader comic book, and now it seems like they're using him a little bit more. So Yeah, I want, an Ochi, I want an Ochi black series. I would be all in for an Ochi. You know a figure like that's going to be a Comic-Con exclusive. <laughs> oh, I, will, I will go after that one. But anyway, yeah, so they fill that in. Um the, the parents on the run, they, they do a little bit of touch on Ray's parents, um, uh, you know, um, talked a little bit about of, of what the mother knew because uh, uh, the, the, her father was, of course, Palpatine's son and yeah. he was aware he was being hunted and why and the, and the daughter. And they, so, like I said, I'm only a couple chapters in, but they're, they're throwing ideas out. I don't know if it's going to land yet. I don't know if it's going to fill in everything. But right now, that was the reason why I was drawn to it, because I'm, I'm like you. I you run hot and cold and rise of Skywalker. There's things I really like, and there's other things that are just, just eh. Um, so I'm hoping this kind of you know fills in some gaps and some things here. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, because when I left the theater after Rise of Skywalker, for me it was just more like why and how were some of the questions I had for pretty much everything that happened in that movie. So to see them fill in the gaps with some of that stuff, especially going to a novel, I, I appreciate that, and hopefully it makes me enjoy the movie a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, because there were a lot of gaps in that movie. Um, where just it's it's you even if you were a diehard fan, you're kind of shaking your head figuring out where they were going with that. 
Yeah, so let, let's move on to a little comic book news. Uh, I think the biggest one everybody's looking forward to this week is Batman 125, which starts the Chip Zdarsky run. I know we've talked about it before. We're both excited for this. This is probably going to be the book that gets me back to reading comic books weekly, so <laughs> I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, excited for it, except for the but the spoiler, 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 some of the rumors online on what's going to happen to Robin. Uh, you know, but but anyway, I, Chip Zdarsky, Zdarsky had said that the Tim Drake Robin were going to make an appearance back in this book. Um, they had already announced that in this uh, Tim Drake's getting a Robin series this October. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, some of the stuff, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers online, doesn't look like Tim Drake makes it out of the um, the, the first uh, first book. But we'll see. Could it just be a swerve? But you don't do my boy Tim, you know, wrong. Give him a – he was the best Robin in my opinion, so give him some time <laughs> to shine. I, you know, I just can't – I can't deal with uh, Damian Wayne. So uh, the fact that I have a Robin back that I actually, you know, enjoy, uh, I'm excited. Please let that go more than one issue. And, and here's the thing. We, we know how comics work. We've been reading them long enough. No one's ever really dead, <laughs> you know? Unless, so. you're, unless you're Alfred, apparently. But Yeah, well, that, that that was interesting. The heck are we doing? What did Alfred ever do? Anyway, sorry, I'm going again. You think I can go off on Neymar? Wait till I go off on the Alfred story, but anyway. <laughs> Last one in comic book news. Uh, we had touched on this a couple episodes ago, the end of the Spider-Verse, and now we actually have official like launch release. It comes out in October. You looking forward to this one? Uh, yes, I'm just, once that we talked about previously, I was kind of confused on why they're looking to end it. Once again, it's comics, they could always reboot it, but you know, they're kind of making a point that they're going to kind of wrap all this up. To me, it's like, you know, that it's a whole universe within itself, the Spider-Verse, and especially before the movie comes up. So maybe they're trying not to run into, uh, things that'll show up in the movie, but we'll see. Yeah. It seems like a weird time to end the the Spider-Verse, you know, quote unquote, Especially with the movie coming out, you think you'd want that cross promotion, but right. hey, this is this is where their big plans are taking them. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so let's get into a little bit of gaming news. Not too much. Silent Hill reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it. Do we think we're going to get an announcement soon? I think there was a story that sometime in the next couple of weeks we might get the official announcement. We know this game is happening. It's been rumored and leaked for. A, a, over a year at this point so just just get ahead of it and announce it get ahead and announce it i want to get ahead of it the other thing we're talking about assassin creed one there's a rumor that they're gonna remake the first assassin's creed let's get ahead and announce it stop with the speculation stop with the fake trailers just get it out there already we know with enough stuff leaked get ahead of the leaks and, and get it out there because I, I there's nothing worse than when something leaks and leaks and leaks and leaks and then the official announcement is 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 counterproductive i'm not saying you gotta spill everything you got stuff planned give us a teaser or something give us an official teaser so people are not scouring for these leaks that ruin the official announcements even if you don't want to give us a teaser just give us confirmation you're actually developing the game just say hey we are working on a silent hill remake it'll you know you'll get your first look whenever it's ready Is that me Uh-oh. or you? you that is fire? me. That is, the, that is the smoke alarm. Somebody's cooking upstairs. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm wondering if this is it. <laughs> danger. Danger. Okay. Right. We should be good. It usually goes off just because it's right next to the kitchen, but if you if you don't hear me, I had to run out the house. <laughs> that, that's what I'm wondering. If you have to run, man, just run. We're, we're in the, the home stretch anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's get into Cuphead. Uh, oh, they released some DLC. They did. I've never played this game. I heard it's amazing. I heard it's extremely hard, which is probably why I've steered away from it. 
but you've, you've got a chance to play it, right? Yeah, and I'm a latecomer to the game. Um, I actually started watching some of the Netflix show, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to dig in. I love old animation, um, and that it, it really looks like an old-school animation. It's, it's hard in the traditional sense that it is very much like an old-school uh, type of uh, arcade scrolling game. Um, where you don't get, you know, 900 power-ups or 900 lives or all these different energy things. You know, so you got to kind of, you got to learn the board. But what it makes you do is go back and play things over and over and over. And you can learn from your mistakes that eventually you can get it down. Um, I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it. I don't have the DLC yet because I think it's the last level. But I'm through about the first world. I'm on the second world um, now. But it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. They did a great job with this game. So it is all the, all the hype you hear about it. It is for real. Uh, if you're a fan of old school animation, um, old school scrolling games, definitely check this one out. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to check party. this. I'm going to have to check this out. I just finished, uh, what is it? Shredder's Revenge, uh, the Ninja Turtle game. I finally beat that. That game was super fun. So now maybe Cuphead is what I transition into next. There you go. It is an old school experience. So enjoy it. Yeah, we also have rumors of another PS5 restock. It's good to see Sony getting these out. I know people are still looking for them. I know it's still a pain to try to buy one, but it seems slowly but surely they're getting more and more units out there. Yeah, absolutely. The um, It looks like we're finally getting to a point that we'll be able to uh, secure, if you have not a PS5 already, that they're out there. So that, that was big news this week. Yeah, and last on the gaming list, uh, the, the Avengers video game. They're bringing Jane Foster's Thor. Perfectly coincides with the movie, perfect timing. I stopped playing this game almost right after right after launch. Once I beat the story, I haven't gone back. I haven't downloaded anything. I know you got a chance. I know you were playing it. Did you ever go back? I have, you know, I did for a while and then I stopped. One of the things, and it's probably something with the motion blur I got to figure out, but it was one of those games that was making me so nauseous while I was playing. Um, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird. Like normally they don't they don't do that. I don't know what I. Now I was playing on my Xbox One. I not I have not played on my Xbox Series X yet. Um, actually, I was playing on my PS4, so I was not playing in the next generation. But it, I, you know, afterwards, if I played for long periods of time, um, and I, you know, I'd have to probably look at my frame per second. I, I forgot what I had it on, but um, yeah, it was making me, if I would play it long term, get kind of nauseous with certain characters, and then certain characters not so much. So um, the problem was, I found it got very repetitive, and I just, I don't, just like we talked about the opening show with content, I don't have the time to grind a lot of these games anymore. So if I'm gonna have to just yeah, sit there and grind, that's exactly where I'm at. Yeah, I just don't have the time. Like I don't, I get it. It's great on my phone when I'm playing my apps where I'm grinding because I'm, you know, usually I'm stuck somewhere and bored and I have no other options. But when I sit down and play a game, I want, I want it to be an experience. I don't necessarily want to sit there and grind. Um, they've made, you know, corrections and changes. It's gone. It's a little bit better. Um, it's come a long way since its release, but you know it happens all the time when you put these games out. I think before they're ready to hit their deadline and make sure that they you know hit their <clears throat> their uh, quarterly uh, sale numbers. And unfortunately, um, in this day and age with the content coming, you can't drop a game before it's it's not ready. You know, see Cyberpunk and see what happened with that um, because it's just it's it'll get lost in the abyss of games. Yeah, you, you touched on it with the with the grinding on the games and you know unlocking new perks and level up and level up and playing the same missions. For me, that's not the game I like to play. I did it a little bit with Destiny, 
and even that I kind of fell out of, you know, and then I tried Destiny 2 and it was the same thing. So I, I've clearly just learned that these kind of games aren't for me. I prefer kind of just a linear story. Take me through a narrative. Let me play through it. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm there with you, man. Um, and there are things I like about the game. It's just with everything else coming, if I don't have a first, <clears throat> you know, a, a good experience there, a good first impression that sometimes with everything else in front of you, uh, you can move on to something else. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all the news. We yeah. wanted to save a little time at the end to let you talk about Namor. I, I know you've been a big fan of this character. We touched on it a little earlier with you know the design look and stuff. Tell us about Namor. So here's the thing. And when it comes to Namor, I, I and I said this at the beginning of the show, and I won't take too much time because I you know we've had a good show and I don't want to end it on a negative note. But one of the things I said at the beginning of the show is I'm going to reserve judgment to see how he plays out in the Black Panther movie. Because although I may not be a huge fan of the, um, the look that we've seen so far with him and not everything about it, but it's the characterization anymore that I was drawn to the character. And that's what I want them to nail. And so Namor originally was one of the first, he was the first mutant, but one of the first Marvel, you know, heroes, um, overall. And he was, he was definitely the first anti-hero because in his first, he basically in the first issue was just slaughtering, you know, people uh, that were attacking, you know, he thought felt were attacking on his, his sea kingdom. And, you know, he was just for, for that time. And it's an old, old comic you go back and you read that he is just, you know, just brutalizing these people um you know all in the name of protecting his kingdom and everything like that so i'm more you know the character of namor to me here's the thing the first time i read that comic and i'm, I'm putting it in context of when it was released i was taken aback on number one how violent it was how much he just you know um basically shredded these people and then like the next issue he's you know working with a human trying to help her out and stuff so it's kind of all over the place it was just an interesting take on the character and one thing marvel's done over the years whether he's been an x-man or an avenger or you know he's a villain for the fantastic four or kind of you know working with him at times back and forth is he's a character that you can flip-flop and use in any situation if you provide him with the right motivation and so when we talk about characters kind of having arcs he's very interesting because he doesn't have a start a middle you know a starting point a middle and an end where he does this complete arc it really depends on where you put him in what the situation is and he will kind of be very ambiguous to that that situation and that is what I'm, I'm drawn to the character he's got the sense of arrogance around him because he is that king character um, so he is not pretty much, you know, where you come from, it, it's almost like what they do in Aquaman, but not Aquaman because he is obviously a hero and portrayed very, um, um, you know, very much like that, but yeah, he's with, a hero with Orn, yeah, but with Orn and some of the stuff you see with him, that's more what you get with Namor. Namor can be both Aquaman and Orn depending on where you put him. And I, I think that's what drew me to the character. Um, you know, he can, he's not necessarily evil, but he's ruthless if it's something he wants to do or something that he, um, decides needs to be done. Um, so that's what drew me to the character and, uh, that's why I'm a huge fan and I'm excited to see what they do with him, but would like to see it kind of fleshed out a little further. And so that's where I'll reserve some judgment. 
Yeah, look, I, I think you're going to get that, that duality of the character in Black Panther 2 because from all reports, he is the antagonist of the movie, right? So he's going to be kind of fighting back and forth with Wakanda and, you know, against them. But I think by the end of the movie, you'll see him kind of take that, I don't want to necessarily say hero turn, but you'll, you'll get that alliance. And then going forward, I, I would assume something solo for Namor. Give him a show, get into more of his backstory, kind of look at the history and give us that kind of fleshed out character dive into him. Yeah, I'd be all about a Disney Plus Namor story. Um, I'd be all about him showing up in Fantastic Four and seeing him in, interact with Sue and Reed because that, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, man, I, I just think that it is an interesting character uh, that they haven't... You know, it's kind of like... I know they did this, this, this thing with Loki, but with Loki, it almost felt unnatural um, or it almost felt that it did take his you know him to see his death to really start turning towards you know a different side mm-hmm. um with namor it's just he, he it's just it depends on what the fight's about it depends on what's best for his people his kingdom and that's the side he's going to take he's going to take that over anything over any other previous alliances he's going to be he's going to do that and i just find that interesting um <clears throat> Like I said, he's not just going through a very linear arc. He's kind of all over the place on that situation. And so those are characters, those ambiguous gray characters I find interesting. And that is why I've been a Namor fan. And of course, then you've got the arrogance and the regalness to him and the, you know, um, him being the king and and being the first mutant and being so interchangeable. um, He shows up pretty much in everything. Um, And that is kind of why I'm excited for for him to finally show up in the MCU, um, and we'll see, we'll see. Now I'll tell you what: if they don't do the character justice, and I got to look at that look, then I'm going to be upset. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big Namor. Fan. I'm not not a fan of Namor, but I'm not just I'm not as well versed with Namor, so I'm kind of holding back judgment. But listening to everything you've said, it makes me excited for it because a character like that, if they stick true to what he is could be very interesting for the MCU going forward. Yeah. You know, that, that hero who wants to help, but at the same time, I got to look out for me and my people. Maybe I don't want to help you guys on this one. I think it, going forward, that can be a super interesting concept for the MCU. Yeah, I just think so. And I don't think, it's not like when he comes to a certain point and, oh, now he's this or now he's that. It's just depending on the situation. Um, his attitude and behaviors really don't change much. Um which I think, so his character stays consistent, but his actions and his ruthlessness and his, you know, um, basically his impact on wherever he is changes where you put him. So I think that's, I, I, I'm really most looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm excited to see where they go and hopefully sometime soon, I mean, maybe even Comic-Con or D23, we get that first Black Panther trailer. The movie is coming out in November. They got to start promoting it sometime. <laughs> I hope so, man. Yeah, that, that's that's another week down, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, episode 12 is officially in the books. If you've stuck around this long, thank you for listening. <laughs> yes, yes, please, and thank you, and reach out. Um, as we said before, you can add us, you can hit us up on Gmail, subscribe. We will be talking a little bit more in the next week or two on uh, we do have some live, um, excuse me, some uh, video uh, podcast ideas that will be popping up pretty soon. So stay tuned for an announcement either next week or the week after on that. Yeah, exciting times. So now you'll get to be able to see the, the faces behind the voices.
Yes. Exciting. Or frightening, depending on, on, on where that goes. But uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening this week. Appreciate it. Yeah. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Will. Thanks for listening to the Various Stages of Growth podcast. Talk to you later.